Welcome back, everyone, to a Jed and Gary wrestling podcast. Today is slightly different because AEW is not on this Thursday. So me and Gary can't do a review at all, unfortunately, until uh, the weekend. So we'll probably be doing that Thursday night, get it on Friday, maybe Thursday evening. Um, so this time we're going to spend, and it's one of Gary's wanted subjects for a while, and it's all about the possible AEW Four Horsemen. The first thing I want to mention is we're unsure if they're going to call it the Four Horsemen because of naming rights and whatnot. However, we're just going to call it that at the moment in time. So, Gary, very broad question to start it off, mate. Who do you hell do you think is going to be in it? Well, I, I think at the minute we've got a fairly decent bet with FTR. I think joining them will probably be Sean Spears. And then one of Cody, Kenny Omega, or Hangman Page. Okay. The possibility of an MJF. Brilliant. So I've got a lot of names. Well, I've got quite a few names you've mentioned on here, and I've got one uh, typical outlandish uh, prediction for us, just, just to sign it off, because I think it may be possible, but we'll get into it. So um, FDR is the box standard obvious one there they've just had a recent heel turn on a uh, last week's dynamite and um what you picked up on bt the other week was uh, nick's t-shirt saying i love um heel turns, heel turns. so you yeah. knew something was going to happen that week anyway but talk to me about fdr well fcr we already know they're the, the technicians of the tag division 100 percent know what they're doing when it comes to getting heel heat they suit that style just so much better. They're like a throwback to the old 80s. And the comparisons with Arn and Tully themselves is just numerous. Everyone's compared them to them over the last four or five years. So hopefully we get to see that version of them and being a bit dastardly with it and sort of holding submissions a little bit longer than they should. Leading to a few where... Storyline, kayfabe, broke, broke bones and twisted muscles and all them sort of mangling things while we're progressing with the storyline. It's really interesting with FTR as well because the moment they hit the company um, and they, they came out of it, did they, did they start off in the truck? Did they come out in the truck like the very first time we saw them? Yeah, yeah, they came from the truck and the first time we saw them was the camera angle from the back, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, like you saw the truck coming towards us and then the camera angle sort of zoomed around and it was the back as they got out of the car and then as they got closer to the ring, that's when we saw who they were. It was just good. And the moment we just saw them come in, because I, I didn't expect them to show up at that time. I knew that they will show up in AEW eventually. I just didn't know it would be like that that soon. And um, with all the teasers that Sean Spears has had previously, to that and the little niggles cord is had here and there as well necessarily the FDR instantly uh, me and you discussed this before we just knew they were going to be that main main event tag team heel because you've got quite a few you've got Lucha Bros which are another heel tag team you've also got Butcher and the Blade hashtag the apron um <laughs> heel tag team anyway but they're not directly in the main event constantly you could question lucha bros uh to an extent but they're not always in it and in the main storyline and how they fitted ftr in 
it's just like that perfect jigsaw puzzle. And it, I think it's one of the best debuts they've had for people fitting in storylines. You've got the Brody Lee, which I think is probably a parallel to where it is, but he's a single star, isn't it? So FTR being that main main uh, tag team there. And just a little teaser they've, they've had with Arn and last week with Tully. It's perfect, just reminiscing them two, ideally. And as you mentioned, Gary, it's all about their style. And I think, hands down, 100%, we can guarantee they'll be in it because they're just going to be like Tully and Arn, to be honest. So just top-notch. I can't wait for them to. So I'm going to go through my picks for you, Gary. These people, these people. You did okay. mention one of them, and I've mentioned him previously, because this is – it's for me, it's quite 50-50 or 50 will be in there. You mentioned um, me before this call that he will be in there, and it's Spears. I've just got this incline, and he may or may not, but um, it's all about the glove, don't you think? I think it's it's all about the Tully. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Arn and Tully connection, isn't it? It's it's that that's going to see him into that group. I think the tease at the end of Dynamite last week as well sort of adds to that sort of thought process. Yeah, where he just came out in his suit and uh, wanted to defend his his old pal, I should say, but. No, no, it's that Tully bit. And I think Spears, for me, he's turned that corner ever since he had that, I think it was that news program um, to promote his match with Dustin. And um, when after that match happened and he got a grilling through Tully, I sort of liked Spears for some reason. Because before that, yeah, he was okay. His work was relatively okay. He's just that bog standard mid-corner, because you need people like that in companies. But having him with this glove now, is this is where all that tease comes into it. And me personally, I want to see him in it, because I want to see him in like a main highlighted spot more, because it, it's mostly in dark that we see him these days. And he cuts a few promos here and there. He's not been in that main scene on Dynamite since the first went into the empty arena era. He did okay there. I thought he did a decent rematch recording on that. Um, was it for the TNT Championship? Was it in the tournament when he had that match? Yeah, I think he had uh, one of the yeah, matches think, against Cody. I think, in the they tournament. Had, I think they had one, didn't they? Yeah, and I thought that went all right for what it was. Um, because again, like I said, Spears is not entirely that guy, but he can speak. He's got that charisma level and all Tully can do is just improve him. And I want him to be in there. For me, it's a bit of a... There's a few names on here that could possibly enter just as equally as Spears or maybe override him. Um, but the difference is to these names is I want Spears to be in it more than the other people we're going to be speaking about. Yeah, I think the advantage to Spears is that he's never really had that top main event run. So no matter what, he, he is your henchman sort of guy. He's... The workhorse guy. He's basically exactly the character that he was in NXT, but heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you ever need someone to take a loss in the new horseman, Spears. It is. It, it really is, because no matter who you've got above Spears as the other single star, they'll always have more star than him. Um, because, as you mentioned, you've got Omega, instant star. You mentioned before Cody. Well, he's pure star. 
uh, Hangman Page, MGF, just just better than him. You always need that mid-carder. And as you said, Gary, just to take a loss. And for Spears yeah. as well, it's quite good because with how this is going to play out, if they want to put all the titles on these four people when they go down the line, Spears can always be that last person to get so close but not ever win it until the very last minute and then all four have it because you can give like the main star person the title have them a decent run i generally think fdr will be the first ones with the titles when they start all this going off um we'll get into that in a second but spears could just be that one where he gets played down a little bit because he's not won anything to win it eventually to be a massive celebration within the group yeah because if you look at most heel groups in wrestling now right well you got NXT with the Undisputed Era, or you've got the Bullet Club in Japan. Um, at the minute, they're probably the two that stick out in my mind. And at one point or another, you have the faction have all the belts, don't you? Yeah. Because this evil faction has to has to override everything in the company. They have to be, like I said, evil. Yeah, they need not to... to be confused with the IWGP heavyweight champion, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to make them shortcuts for themselves now, and that's the good thing about the FDR yeah. side of it, because they're so well as heel tag teams, and they love doing the little shortcuts in it. And that's what I appreciate with the storyline of their contract signings. Yeah, all about the tag rope and whatnot, but the fact that they're going to cheat to win is brilliant. And you've just wanted who can cheat better Lucha Bros or FDR, and I can't wait for that match in the future as well. Yeah, yeah, I just, I think that would be an absolute classic, especially if you put belts on the line in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, I think you're looking at a main event level tag team championship match there. It is, and it'll be really interesting as well, because you hardly see heel versus heel matches as well. And I think that'll be a really interesting yeah. uh, heel versus heel match right there them two teams because again they're similar they're just a heel version of young boss lucha bros they're that talented uh and just very 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 solid and stardomed as a team even though if that's a word and i might have just made something up one for the jed dictionary um but it would just be a mint match so for one of these names we'll talk about cody later but you mentioned omega gary how do you think that's gonna yeah. play out I, i've I just love him being the head of a heel faction, I'll be honest with you. The, the memories of Bullet Club just flood back and the cleaner and the six-star matches, seven-star matches, the greatest ma guy in the whole of professional wrestling, all of this sort of aura that he had coming in from New Japan just after his face turn and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, the, Kenny Omega is a star. Um as far as I'm concerned, he needs to be pushed to the moon. And the quickest way you can do that is to put him in charge of this group. And do you think this is why the cleaners like, showed up every now and again recently? Like them little, just not vignettes, but just teases, especially against Marco's stunt. But he is, he's coming through BTE. And there's a fair few things coming through Dynamite now about his persona with the cleaner. Do you think if they did create this group which i generally think most likely will happen and obviously they need that big single star and if you put spears and ftr already in say that's already happened then yeah. omega in is that bigger star do you think he'll come back as the cleaner to be the main guy yeah yeah i think it, it won't be it won't be that out outwardly spoken 
but it'll be that character. Yeah. I just think the ego and the the majesty of his character are just next level. I can't fault him. In that <laughs> character, I cannot fault him. And I can't wait for America to see it. And the United Kingdom to see it. And like, well, I can't wait for the Western world who don't really get into New Japan to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And Kenny Omega was high. It's a weird, weird one for me because you know me, Gary. I'm on and off with wrestling a hell of a lot of times. The bits when I was into it, and when AEW were birth, I was like, I knew who Kenny Omega was, but I didn't really watch many of his matches. And then when you just give me a library of things to watch, because you basically said, just Google his name, top five matches he's ever done, just watch them. And you, you, you'll yeah. understand. And wow, it was eye-opening, 100%. And even watching the um, long videos they do, there is quite a few on YouTube somewhere in the deep depths of uh, this channel. Um, the they actually give a really, really good breakdown of his stories as well. And yeah. I, lo- I love his cleaner persona. It's just phenomenal. Even his look, just that long, it's not even like a dust a dust coat or whatever. It's just a certain type of coat that only stretches a little bit. And like, it only has like two buttons on at a time, but it, it's phenomenal. I just love his look when it comes to it. And with him aging at this time, He's still in his prime. He's going to be in his prime for many years still to come. But with him aging as well, he's, his face and his hair look slightly different to his um, Japan look. And I think he could look even more heel now, naturally, which is unusual to say because you know what it's like, Gary, with wrestlers. They put water on their hair and oil and sell up and all that sort of stuff. And with that dripping look, they just look mint. Like Pac's the perfect example for that. Like his hair is all like long anyway, but you put water on it, he just looks yeah. like an absolute monster. Something that's crawling out from the swamp. But Kenny can do that as well. And for some reason, that just, to me, indicates heel. Okay, for me, Gary, for Omega, what makes this more interesting, though, is it interlinks that other storyline that they have with the best wrestling storyline to date at this morning time, the Hangman and Omega storyline. Yes, yes, it, absolutely. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and because it interweaves, either or, okay, because we will get on to Hangman after Omega because we still think Hangman is a possibility. Um, But with that storyline in itself as well, you can have that many teases that it could be either or um, because you always need that one star person. I would love to say FTR and Hangman Omega are in uh, um, this group, but I, I generally think that won't happen. But no, the way you no, can tease it, heel and face, either or of them, I am absolutely happy any of them to join. Yeah, the the reason I think Kenny is the better one is because for the last few weeks we've seen either on BTE or on Dynamite that the one with the friendship with FTR is Hangman Adam Page, isn't it? Yeah. And I just think if that's actually Kenny manipulating it in the background, right for that to happen i think that's a better story to tell with them too and i think that at the end of it hangman adam page comes out of it the biggest baby face we've seen in wrestling in years yeah it does and just to top it off it creates a storyline that is the best storyline ever 
and just elevates it again. And I don't even know how that's possible because to come out of that and say, because in my mind, what you've just fed me then, Gary, is Kenny is thought to himself when AEW existed, he needs gold, obviously. He didn't yeah. get it against, uh, lost to Chris Jericho in, in that mini tournament up in the AEW Championship, am I right? Yeah, so he's lost a gold. He's thinking he's said, oh, he can't win anything. Not can't win anything. He's going to take a while to get a chance. And then thinks, oh, what about tag team wrestling? Because the books are his, quotation marks, inspiration. Goes into that, destroys, um, obviously not destroys, but wins it against SCU. He's got the gold now. He can now see that Hangman Page has got a problem, obviously, with the drinking. He escalates that even further because he teases him, et cetera, et cetera. Then destroys the books to retain the championship. So he's basically got his biggest threat off the back to suddenly join with the biggest threat because he might give, quotation marks, the championships to FDR and then yeah. go on to win AEW championship. That is just, give it to me. Give that it's to me. It's long-term storyline. In, in an absolute nutshell, isn't it? That is just golden. Gary, okay, that's it. We're signing our CVs in today. We're continuing the podcast, obviously. Don't worry, subscribers. We're going to continue with it. But we're going to go to the WWE and basically say, scrap you guys off, okay? We can't get <laughs> writing jobs in AW because they don't need writers, obviously. But we can do a better job now. Give us jobs, mate. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, me and you together with this, it's just spot on in it every oh. time. Like we all, the, the main problem about doing stuff like this, though, is that you get to that point where you write a better story than the actual bookers on the show. Yeah. And you just get disappointed. So I'm hoping that everything that I've said, right, because that is my number one choice out of everyone for me. Kenny Omega, right? But that's not saying that it can't be anyone else. It's just my top choice. <laughs> and it's good as well because that everybody that hasn't seen the charisma levels that Omega has, they can see him being like a Ric Flair. And I think that'll open a lot of eyes in the AEW fans, to be honest, because that Ric Flair persona in the Four Horsemen was my favourite, I'll be deadly honest. Um, and he was just so... I don't even have a word, a word better than fantastic or godly. He was just brilliant. I know even brilliant is not even better than godly. I'm just going to stick with godly. He was just godly in that role. Yeah, like, like Ric Flair said, he's a wrestling god. <laughs> you know, it's just, um, woo. You know, just <laughs> the, the greatest of all time. And nobody can argue with that. It's Ric Flair. So if yeah. you're going to emulate someone, it has to be Ric. It has to be the current best of all time going into the current, uh, the best of all time shoes. That's what it has to be. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that person that nobody's ever going to fill Ric Flair's shoes, right? But like Triple H did with Evolution, sort of take them on and make them their own shoes, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Right, so that's the person we're looking for, and to me, Kenny Omega's the one that's got the star power, and he's got the ability, and he's 
if he wants to be, is such an evil prick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going on to uh, the drunken prick, um, Hangman then. <laughs> so if Omega didn't do it, a big possibility as well is Hangman going into it because he's had them teases. I think this is least likely than Spears going in, to be honest, and least yeah. likely than Cody. However, he has had his moments, and it is possible. So would he suit the role of being in the FDR? Uh, not the FDR, in the Four Horsemen. If, <laughs> in the FDR, that sounds funny. In the Four Horsemen, um, if it happened. See, with Adam Page, is that young that... I- don't have much to work off of apart from maybe a couple of matches prior to AEW. Yeah. You know, so like he could be anything. And every every top face of a company has always had that heel run to go off of first. Yeah. Like if you look at Stone Cold or Triple H or John Cena or a Rock, you know, they were all heel to start with. The only one that wasn't that I'd say was a face of a company, was Sting. Your your old favourite. Yeah. And in all fairness, right, if I'm looking at someone to emulate Sting's role, I'm looking at Adam Page. Just with a fair few more drinks, that's it. That's all it is. But he he does have that calibre to uh, follow. Obviously, not in the exact route of Sting, because that's going to be very... No, obviously, because that's... That's like high praise. And yeah. you know, if I'm comparing someone to Sting, right? I am <laughs> expecting a certain level that is probably impossible to get to. Everyone that knows me knows Sting's my favorite of all time. And we even came, was asked that on podcast a couple of weeks ago. Sting was the first name that came out of my mouth. I didn't it, finish the question you said his name, but... Yeah, I, I think we hangman. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. I still don't think he would. Um, and you, no. you're you're down that route either because it's not like that false narrative. It's like what do they call it? It's like a red robin or something. I can't remember. But he's just that tease there, ready to either get betrayed off for a mega or to get done over by the person that will do it because he's a good person, probably to have a mini feud with. Um, I know he probably shouldn't lose, but. You're looking at the end of the year, if this does happen, going into next year, you might be able to take a few losses before the end of the year, and that would be really solid, so I don't think so. So there's three more names I've got on this list. One is a curveball I'll speak to at the very, very end. The other two. So we've got Cody and MGF. Who do you want to speak about first? Cody. Okay. Because we've been going through the Elite, we might as well stick with the Elite until the Elite's done. (laughs) That that is fine. So uh, Cody it is. For me, Gary, I'll start it off. I think this is the biggest wool over my eyes in the world, okay? We discussed this when he had his TNT match against um, Sky last week. Um, And he's doing a lot of heelish stuff in a babyface role, which is quite impressive, to be honest. He's actually done it extremely well. Um, We know he's the three-star king. He can always have three-star matches out of nowhere, he can call a match. He overbooks himself a bit too much. And this is where, going into it, I don't want him to be in, and I don't think he will. He wants to overbook himself, okay? And if you look at his family tree, they've had their side against the four horsemen as well. Good old father figure of his. Um, 
And I think this is where this comes into it. There's two people we're going to discuss after it that are not going to be in it officially, but possible managers. Uh, but I think Cody is doing these teases to get screwed over. I mentioned that Hangman will be a decent feud against that massive star at the top, but it'll be good if Cody has like somebody next to him to help. And imagine like Spears coming in, yeah. rerunning that feud with Cody. Yeah, and can I just say I would absolutely love that, by the way. I would, in an enhanced visionary in the future for all the storylines with the four horsemen, this this group that they're going to create, it'll be a nice, refreshed version. Just, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I, I'm debating if it should be the first feud with either Spears or whoever it would be in that sort of role. Um, but it's perfect for him to act like an absolute cheesehead. I know that's a really weird say a way, way of saying it. Uh, but then to get screwed over by someone else, to go even more babyface, because he can still go more babyface, Cody. We know he can. Um, he's waiting for people to come back in the crowds to chant his name all the time. He just wants it. He feeds off it. And it'd be really good to introduce the TNT Championship as the first championship, the singles one, on the run. Um, and I think that's where they should aim, because... I mentioned that Spears should be the last one to win the championship. However, subconsciously, I do want that TNT championship to go into this group if it doesn't go into Brody this weekend. Yeah, I think that's something for our preview on okay. Thursday. Um, yeah, because I think Thursday's show is going to be a big preview for a big dynamite. Saturday night dynamite, can't wait. Yeah, it's like a, it's actually a decent time for us to watch it as well. I know that I'll actually, I'll actually go sleep not feeling knackered. That's the funny thing. Yeah, because I think it's UK time's about eleven o'clock or something like that. It starts, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, to get back on track, <laughs> I think that Cody is one of them people who can seem heel but be babyface. Yeah. And I say that because that brother versus brother match that they had last year with Dustin, he was very much a heel going into that in terms of what he was saying and how he was acting. And so was Dustin. That was actually a heel versus heel match at the start. And by the end, they'd both done a turn. (laughs) <laughs> right, come out of it like the biggest baby faces on the planet, and I can't argue with that. I really can't, and I don't think that we should ever forget that that's where we were at. And I also think that the juxtaposition of here's a four horsemen group, and here is a Rhodes. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just think that AEW's done that much sort of rerunning of former like glory days wrestling sort of storylines and characters that rerunning that story would be fantastic. Now, if you want to tell it from a, a storyline of here's Dusty's son and he's fallen so far that he's ended up on the Ric Flair side of things, hmm. so to speak, um, the Ric Flair side of the story where he's on the other side, then, yeah, it's a good story to tell. But I just think there's been too many little teases that I think's red herrings 
as you said earlier. That's the one, not uh, Red Robins, Red Herrings. Thanks for that. But um, yeah, no it, it's, it's, with the Ric Flair comparison, he's perfectly, he's done that role really well and he's teased it extremely well. But you know, when you get to a stage, when you tease it a bit too much, it burns out in a way. That's yeah. what it feels like. And I feel like I've gone past the point of thinking, nah, they, they give it, like I said before, when you said, feed me that match, and feed me that booking. It's like that. They fed me yeah. Cody a bit too much. I'm a bit stale of him now. Not his him as a character. Never mind that. I mean him joining the Four Horsemen. Just in case anyone gets that wrong, just in case they want to, like, you know, put a comment down below because it's lonely down there. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, I've just let you put a note in. I wanted to. I want to speak about my four v four. The first few they're gonna do, and it goes on to my next person. Okay, so we're gonna last person we think that may be in it and we're going to go through a few different things to speak about but four feet four so I'll put a note for that for the finish MGF okay for me and you Gary we both know he's absolutely insane on the mic the only thing we don't know is he's very unpredictable when he goes into a match You've got the Jungle Boy and MGF match in the last pay for you that's just gone that was probably the best match he's done. And I thought it was the best match on, close to the best match on that night, I generally believe. Um, and then he's had a few other matches that have been very lackluster. Um, however, talking about Ric Flair, talking about Charisma, if he joined the Four Horsemen, Gary, what would you think? There's your talker. <laughs> that, he's your mouthpiece, all. isn't it? <laughs> he, he is your mouthpiece. Um, and if he's got the gold, then even better. And again, it, that would then, as I've said several times over the, over the last few weeks, make me more interested in Moxie's character. It would be your reset. It would. Um and I can see it working from several different directions. I just don't think that MJF needs it. Yeah, it's a bit um, a bit weird feeling, to be honest, because I would I, ideally, he's one of my top four picks to be in it, because my four are... Okay, no, that goes on to my outlandish prediction later on, but my four people are MJF, Spears, and FDR. They're my four, yeah. personally, and... When you've got Spears and MGF, it's a good good difference. You've got Spears and MGF, probably different but similar levels to wrestling styles, if you understand what I mean. They're all exactly yeah. that brute force and wrestling. They're all flips, whatever. But you've got MGF, which is the pure speaker. But you've also got Spears that could do it as well, but in an even different style of manner because he's more jokey as the way, more persona. He's the more jokey one that comes across. Yeah, like MJF would be a cool addition to it. I just there's there's that part of me that just wants them to keep the Wardlaw train going as well. <laughs> yeah, and I think if MJF joins this Four Horsemen group, that means that that story's over with. And I know there's been some teases lately that we haven't really touched on, but they're there. It is, and this has come to my last person of, if it's not MGF, I want it to be Wardlow. Wardlow would be kind of cool. Precisely. Like, it would be an out there, out there prediction, an outlandish prediction. 
Because but... you could you could swap it. You got Wardlow. It's the absolute monster, which is fine. And then he can use Spears as the mouthpiece because he can equally do it. Maybe not as good as MGF, like witty nitty, but Spears is decent, very very good on the mic, and he can speak. And having FTR Spears and Wardlow. Now, Luchasaurus versus Wardlow first feud. I need it. I need it. Feed it me. <laughs> I think we'd take that even without the four horsemen hawk though, wouldn't we? Definitely. Okay. So, Gary, going on from the people onto the managers. We well, I'm 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 very hopeful and I think it will ninety nine point nine percent happen, Tully being a manager. But could you see a second manager? Could you see Arn being in there as well? Yeah, I think Coach Arn's a fairly decent shout for it. And I think he's a decent shout for it. Because of Cody. I, I think Cody could do something that alienates Arn or reminds Arn of who he really is. Mm. Right? And Arn is a bit of a bastard, let's be honest here. <laughs> right? He always has been. He's never been a baby face, not really. He, he might have had a quick run at the end of his WCW time, but He's never really fit into that role. And yes, he's got respect of every fan that ever saw him, right? And every time he hits that spine buster, I will pop. But <laughs> let's be fair here. His character, his bread and butter, is, is, is as a dastardly heel next to Tully. Just is. It's just extreme chemistry between them two, and I love it. And I think we're totally doing that, making Arn leave because of his words he spoke from last week. Me and you both picked it up, Arn left, and then Spears showed up, and that's how everything happened against yeah. the Rock and Roll Express. And that, that, that was just really interesting. And if you think back, back, a cage match with Wardlow and Cody, you had Arn teasing, like, breaking Cody's arm as well and if you interlink like MGF stuff because either way with Arn you can do it very very well if Cody joins you can get Cody to betray Arn and then Arn never join like the four horsemen which it's a silly way of doing it I generally think but you can do it the opposite way yeah to get Arn to introduce himself into the four horsemen management he could just spine buster Cody and me and you'll just be off our seats and we'll message yeah. each other at the exact same time like, I am looking forward to that. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Because you know that Cody is one of them people. He's probably dying to take that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know you mean. You know I what I mean? mean? Like, literally, if you're, if you're a little kid, right, and you've seen your dad get hit by this move by this dude, right, a hundred thousand times, right, and you've just idolized your dad and you just want to emulate everything your dad's done. And that's pretty much what Cody's role is. Right. Instead of being the dream, is the nightmare. That's the only real difference that we've got. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'd Literally taking a double ace time buster from Arn, highlight of your career, sort of thing. <laughs> absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like Cody's dreams will be made that that exact second because he is at that moment emulating exactly what his dad would have done. Okay. No, no, uh, that's all I can say. I can't, that's all I can say is phenomenal. Okay, so last two things. We're going to do the outlandish prediction after this question, Gary, but quickly brief me. When do you think 
all this will happen. So we've got FDR just on their heel turn last week. But when do you think the horsemen will converge into one? Well, we've got the pay-per-view next week, haven't we? Is it next week? Is it the week after? Uh, one the 5th of September. We're, we're on the 18th. Yeah, two weeks. Week, two week after. Two weeks. So, yeah, two weeks, right? So, I'd say sometime around mid do you know mid-season finale okay right after this pay-per-view I think at that point of October yeah somewhere around about beginning of October um just in your run-up to what I'm casually going to call Halloween Havoc that I know (laughs) fine well won't be Halloween Havoc (laughs) well as as long as uh, Jericho wears his pumpkin jacket again I'm happy well, yeah, I wonder how orange it'll be this time. <laughs> um, no, but that's a really, really good shout. It depends on how they do it, really. Um, I've either got two. I've either got it for the pay-per-view or the show after the pay-per-view. I don't think they'll do it before. If they do do it before, they're going to shock me. So I'll be pleasantly pleased, I'll be honest. But either at the pay-per-view with the... Because I'm debating, we're going to have another conversation next week if there's going to be a tag team title triple threat match. I'm just teasing it out there. Bucks, FDR, Omega and Hangman. If they're going to do it in there, or they're going to do it in the match with Moxley. But if they don't do it at the pay-per-view, they're just going to make a statement at the end of the show. You know, like when the Inner Circle came out, the very, very first Dynamite? Yeah. And like Hager just came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh my God, it's Jake Hager. And I actually popped for Jake Hager for Jack Swagger back then. Jesus. But... um I think it's. I think that's the sort of statement they may make. Just the end of the first dynamite to say we're here now. Watch us for the next two years. Hey, don't worry, right? If five star wrestling make him the champion, is worth something. All right. <laughs> don't feel bad about feeling like you were celebrating Jake Hager, right? We all know that he's better than what WWE put him across as. It's a bad idea by bad creative. Um, exactly. Okay, so Gary. I've got our outlandish prediction and then I'm going to go through that 4v4 thing I was on about. So just give us an outlandish prediction about the four horsemen. Oh, now you've sprung this one on me, haven't you? Do you want me to say mine first? No, no, no. Okay. I think, right, and this is from a business perspective, right? Fastest selling merchandise in the history of AEW if it happens. Oh, Jesus, that or more records as well. So, um, I know Cassidy's been up there, I know Jericho's been up there, and Britt Baker's actually been up there for um, one of her t shirts as well. So, I wonder, oh, yeah, I generally think it would, and it'll be amazing because we might just have to order each other some as well. So, (laughs) my outlandish prediction, Gary, is not to do with merchandise, it's about the people, and it's not to do with who's in it, it's the amount of people. So, okay. We're all fixated, and I've said it many times in this, so I've teased it to myself in this podcast, the Four Horsemen. AEW love doing a, mod, uh, a modern twist of old things. Four is phenomenal, okay? But imagine five. Just five people. Just add that. Yeah, that extra, sounds like, like mid-90s WCW. <laughs> adding that extra person just adds a bit more blood and guts-esque to it. And all these things they've got planned into big groups, inner circle, five people, the elite, five people. 
So that's me basically saying Omega, Cody and Hangman are not in it. That's basically saying to me, it's back to my original four, MGF, Spears, FTR, and just give Wardlow to MGF because they can have that breakup near the end of um, the five horsemen, we should call it, because the name is in question. Because if they want to give it a different name, it will be quite interesting to see. And if they have five people, it puts the wool over all our eyes because we've all thought they're just going to do a new four. And it makes more... It makes mental sense because they can call it The Magnificent Seven, another cowboy film that I watched the other week, because you've got Owen and Tully. I'm sure that was a WCW faction at the end. The Magnificent Seven? Yeah. See? Um, So there was Lex Luger, Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, um, Animal from Road Warriors, Mm. Um, Rick Flair. I think Rick Steiner might have been a part of it. And I can't remember the last person, but there were seven of them. <laughs> Hence the Magnificent Seven. Um, so, yeah, your idea's already been done, Jed. Damn. It's all right. Tony Khan loves his stuff with his little shorts and sunglasses on. It'll be fine. He'll take it. Um, but that's my outline of fiction, possibly five. And if they use the managers in question, they can have them seven people. Okay. So, Gary, the 4v4 match that I just had on my plate was an MGF FTR Spears versus Cody Bucks and Wardlow match. And then obviously you've got, because I think FTR will have the tag team titles at this time. And you've got the single yeah. match of Omega and Hangman on this card as well. And I think that 4v4 in a pay for you will be amazing under like a stipulation or something. Yeah, like a blood and guts sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, and I think I've sold it, I sold this on myself more because on that same card, you've got Omega and Hangman against each other. The must see when that ever explodes and happens. Yeah, it'll be even bigger than the Mega Powers exploding, won't it? It really, really will. Not that either of us were like alive at that point in time to even ground what we've just said. But for <laughs> us, it's like that level of sort of build for the last year. And yeah, I can't wait to see Omega versus Hangman Page. I'll be honest, that is that is the highlight of everything at the minute. It is. It's, it's just one thing I'm just extremely excited for, but I don't want it to happen either. It's weird. I've got a feeling if I don't want it to happen, but I want it to happen. I'm like in limbo about it. Yeah. Um, so your suggestion is a four versus four? Yes. Okay. So this is just off the top of my head, okay? So I might be totally wrong with what I'm thinking. So you know my opinion, right? So yep. we've got Kenny Omega, you've got FTR, and you've got Sean Spears, right? Because they'd be they'd be my four, and I'd put them up against Matt Hardy, Young Bucks, and Hangman Page. Why Matt Hardy? Because you never know which version of him's going to turn up. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> this is this is one hundred percent my outlandish prediction. I wouldn't mind seeing a Matt, Matt and Spears sort of uh, encounter. No, I wouldn't even go that far. I, I'd have Matt turn. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
and I'd have him like be big money Matt, <laughs> um, stronger than death Matt. Like you know, the versions in his character of just pure sort of like douched them. <laughs> um, That's I'll grab that for the yeah, dictionary as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think he's got that many different characters going on that he could play both at the same time. <laughs> so one minute, right, is there and he's just like throw like holding money and signs that are like, I'm refusing to talk, so I'm just gonna go through these flipboards. So like you talk about with the Sammy stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, you've got that versus the version of of him that wants to come out, which is Damascus, right? <laughs> so you'd have the Damascus version with the team that I've got, right? And this is a really outlandish prediction. But halfway through the halfway through the match, he just turns into big money Matt. <laughs> just for no reason. No reason whatsoever. Maybe he, he like goes over the top rope, falls to the floor, thinks he's in the middle of a rumble. <laughs> Or a battle royale, (laughs) and he does the Mick Foley thing where he comes out as a different version of him every time. (laughs) I would actually enjoy seeing that in any style of match. That would just be pretty fun, right? And I know that this will never happen because it's stupid and it's really bad booking, and it goes against the idea that we had earlier. But it's just something that would randomly entertain me for twenty minutes. Yeah, but... Until eventually the evil version of Matt Hardy shows up and kicks Hangman in the balls. <laughs> but that, that's what wrestling's all about, entertaining us. So much appreciated for that, Gary. I really enjoyed this one, to be honest. Um, anybody that has any ideas about the four horsemen, <laughs> five horsemen, um, just stick it into the comments below. Please like and subscribe and share these videos to people because we are new and we're still trying to find our feet, and we just want to do this for fun. We are full-time workers, so we just have free time just to do this for you all out of our pleasure, and we enjoy doing it. So the more subscribers we get, the more time we can do it for you. Much, much appreciated. Is there anything else you want to add on to it, Gary? Yeah, I just want to thank everyone for listening to this point, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on the little notification bell. I always hate myself for saying that, but it's true. It helps us a lot. (laughs) And we'll speak to you Thursday. Goodbye.